This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. You are on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond and I'm your host Yolandi Becker. This show is all about parenting and an important part of your parenting journey will be discussed today. One thing that is going to be a long, long journey is your baby's teeth. And today we chat about teething and taking care of your baby or your toddler's teeth, baby, toddler, child's teeth. Because like I said, this is something that is going to be on your to-do list Every single year, going to the dentist, technically you should be taking them twice a year and daily, twice a day, taking care of your child's teeth. So there is no way around it. It is something you're going to do and you need to know how to do it. Teething is when teeth first start coming through your baby's gums. And it can be a quite a frustrating time for babies and for parents. And knowing what to expect during this teething phase is, if you know what to expect, it's going to make it a little bit less painful. And it can help to kind of mentally prepare yourself for it. Most babies do begin to tease between the ages of four and seven months, but some can start a little bit later. Some babies are born with teeth, to be honest, but there's no need to worry if your baby's teeth come in at another time than what they say, or even in a different time or situation, like where in the teeth. So because often they say that it's the first four teeth, it's first the bottom ones and sometimes the first, the second or the top one. So don't be worried if it's different. Teething can be painful, but it doesn't usually make babies sick. Okay. As children begin teething, or babies, they might drool more and want to chew on things. The problem is also, as mentioned, that this can start around four months. And this is when babies also start mouthing things. They're putting their hands in their mouth, toys in their mouth. And this can also obviously increase the amount of drool that comes out. You notice the drool that comes out, but imagine the amount of drool that actually goes down their throat. And this is often the amount of spit that goes down their throat and into their stomach is often what is causing these very weird looking diapers that babies can have. So the drooling is not necessarily a indication of the diapers is not really an indication of the teething. And the drooling is not necessarily a symptom of the drooling, but rather a developmental phase that they're going through. For some babies, teething is painless for most babies. Others may have brief periods of irritability, while some may seem cranky for weeks on end. When crying spells and disrupted sleeping and eating patterns, teething can be uncomfortable. But if your baby seems very fussy, it is just best to go and speak to your pediatrician. Although tender and swollen gums could cause your baby's temperature to be a little bit higher than normal, teething doesn't usually cause a fever or diarrhea. If your baby does develop a fever during the teething phase, something else probably is causing the fever and you should be contacting your doctor. But... Once the teeth are there, we need to start taking care of them. And this is what we'll be talking about today with the dentist with a special interest in pediatric dentistry, Dr. Hilay Paulson. I 
always look forward to speaking to experts, but teeth, like I said, is one of those things that is should be. And that's why we're talking about it now in the beginning of the year. It is something that comes up throughout your child's life. And with teeth, prevention is better than cure. You want to be proactive with this because if you notice problems or small cavities early, the fix is a lot easier than later. But I'm not the expert. We'll be speaking to her just now. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. You are on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond, and I am your host, Yulandi Becker. As I mentioned earlier, today we are specifically talking about our kids' teeth, teething, how to take care of it, because in the end of the day, it is very important because we need it for the rest of our lives. We don't want to be like my grandmother when she had false teeth that scared the crap out of me, to be honest. We don't want that eventually for our children. So we do want to take care of our children's teeth. But it is tricky because, I mean, I was always of the impression that like milk teeth, for instance, you know, they fall out anyway. So who cares if they're not properly taken care of? But we are going to be speaking um, to dentists, uh, Hilay Paulson just now, specifically about this and how to take care of the teeth. I remember the first time I took my kids, I'm surrounded by people like Hilay, luckily, that have enlightened me on how important it is to take care of your children's teeth. There's multiple people that have inspired this. But so my kids went to the dentist the first time, actually quite early. I think my son was even before he was two. He went to the dentist and my daughter was also somewhere between 18 months and two years old. I do have to be, have a disclaimer on that is that it wasn't a normal dentist appointment. I would say it was more introducing them to the dentist, sitting on the chair, looking at the tools, but both of them were so comfortable in the environment because the dentist was so nice that they actually did do a little bit of cleaning, counted their teeth and stuff like that because it was so. So it's not that historic fear that we had. I know lots of people fear the dentist and that's apparently why dentists also have a higher than appropriate suicide rate because people don't like them. So please change your opinion for the safety of the dentist out here. We need to change your opinion of dentists. But that was my experience. As you all know, I am actually a sleep consultant by profession. This is my side hustle. And we do need to talk a little bit about teething as well, because teething is the number one excuse parents use for their children not sleeping. And I can tell you from a sleep consultant perspective, it is very rarely the actual culprit for sleepless nights. So we'll get into that a little bit more, but because I am not an expert in dentistry whatsoever, I always get in the experts to help us talk about that. And that's why I have dentist, a dentist, Hilay Paulson, who has a special interest in pediatric dentistry here with me today. Hello, Hilay. Thank you for joining me. 
Hi, Yulandi. Thanks for having me. I should actually say Dr. Hilai Paulson because it is important that people remember that dentists are doctors. <laughs> Hilai is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's start with when should, oh, let's start with the baby teeth. Let's start with when should a child's, when do they start teething? When do the teeth start coming out? The normal age at which te- um, children get their teeth, it, it, there's a big variation in what is normal. So they can start as early as four or five months um, with their um, single incisors, front two teeth, or as late as 13 or 14 months. And all of that is normal. Um, most commonly you'll see the first incisors, um, it's usually at the bottom, and that will usually come out between seven and 11 months. That's that's more, more or less the norm. But you know, don't stress if your child at one doesn't have teeth. It's it's actually quite common. If a two-year-old child doesn't have teeth yet, you start worrying about it. Uh, <laughs> and, but but at the age of one, it's quite normal. It was also for me quite interesting. With my kids had very different times that they had teeth. My son took a while. I think his first tooth was closer to 11 months that he had teeth. And then my daughter was quick. She had it around like six, seven months she had her first tooth. And for me, it was a very painless experience. I have to say it was just like, oh, there's a tooth. Let's take a picture of it and celebrate it. So it was nice. I liked the fact that they had teeth. Do the teeth, do the mold teeth really matter? They're losing them anyway. <laughs> yes, it is important. Um when they get teeth, like I said, it's usually the bottom teeth first, but any of the teeth can come out. And usually you'll get your first teeth at about, anyway, like I said, between six and 11 months. And by three, most kids will have all their teeth. Um, sometimes a little bit earlier, some kids have all their teeth, but by, by the time of two, two and a half, sometimes later. But yes, it is important. It's important for many different reasons. Firstly, function, eating, chewing, um, for our digestive system to develop, for all of that, it is important that children are able to chew their teeth, um, their food and things at the right time, at the right age. So if we don't look after our baby teeth and we lose those teeth early, that can have a big influence on digestive health, et cetera, et cetera. Speech is another very important thing. Children at the age of two, when they start really pronouncing, if they've lost their front teeth by then, they're going to have difficulty with sounds like a the or a t or an s with an if sound that's going to come out. So that's going to be a big problem. Then another important um, um, thing is, is, is self-confidence. Children, you know, they can be mean. So yeah, if your beautiful little girl don't have front teeth, some, some, some of the Mikeys are going to ask, going to start asking questions about it. So there are, there are a, a, a variety of important reasons why we do need to look after of the children's teeth and, and oral health. And also the biggest thing is when previously, you know, you looked at a patient or at a child or someone in terms of their disease, you're looking at teeth at this, but everything is so interrelated that poor oral health can have an effect on cardiovascular health. It can have an effect on other things in the body. So keeping the mouth clean and healthy is important for general health. Um, and that's also very important. I mean, for me, it's often, that's why I love these conversations with uh, experts and dentists, because you also mentioned like the speech and now other health related. And it is for me always so interesting how 
all these, the body is very interconnected and all one thing can have the impact on another thing has an impact on that. Because I remember also my son had a son, I had a friend, my son had a son, my son had a friend that um, he, uh, he fell and he lost his front two teeth. At a relatively young age, I think it was, he was about three or so years old where he lost. And then it took a while for the, the permanent teeth to come out. And it was a long time that he then basically had like a gap in between, which looked funny. But after a while, he also just got kind of got used to it. But And it wasn't a problem for him. He learned how to chew differently. But this too had an impact on the development of his speech. And especially, so he had to go for speech therapy for quite some time once his actual teeth came in. And I find it so interesting how those things are so kind of interrelated and have an impact on each other. Absolutely. And I think we realize that more and more as, as time goes by that, that, you know, like I said, in the past, people weren't as aware of how everything is inter, interlinked and interrelated. And more and more we're realizing even, even newer things nowadays, how it is. So it is important. So I'm looking forward to get into it a little bit more. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. So if you've just joined us, this is 101.9 High FM. I am Yolandi Becker and today I'm speaking to dentist Hilay Paulson about teeth, teething, permanent teeth, and more importantly, how we have to take care of our own teeth and maybe more importantly, our children's teeth. And we've been talking about like the milk teeth and the importance of the milk teeth and them when they're coming in. But as I mentioned before, this is a very big excuse parents use, especially if their children are not sleeping, that the teeth are coming in. And I've always kind of wondered about this because my kids are now already 9 and 11 and they have most of their permanent teeth, not milk teeth anymore, permanent teeth. And in that whole time, they have never complained. Oh, it's so sore, my teeth coming in. So I'm always wondering, is teething really painful for babies? That differs from 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 patient to patient or from child to child. Um, I think we we all... I have a lot of excuses, like I said. Teething is often the culprit for something that really isn't that really isn't the case. Yeah. Some kids teething really easy and it's boom, bam, and it's some kids do struggle. Um we do sometimes see um infection that's associated with teeth coming out that are quite pushing through. Um fever can be influenced. You usually if there's some infection or something related to that. A common thing that we see is I had a mother the other day and she came here and the baby had um, a blood blister on, oh, on the gut. Oh, wow. What is this? And that is actually a common thing. It's an eruption cyst. So when your tooth is still in the bone, in the socket, it's surrounded by what we call a follicle or a little bag, if you could say. And when the tooth erupts, that bag breaks open and the tooth um, pushes itself through the bone and and the gum, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes if that doesn't happen, it actually forms a little halo around the tooth. And with the eruption and the hurting of the gum, it can fill with a little bit of blood and actually create a little blood-looking blister. Oh. It's normal. It's common. It can be painful. It isn't always painful. But that's a you know a little a weird thing that you might see on a child that's different from someone else. 
So I think the, the important thing to take away here is every child experiences it differently. Some children do really struggle with teething. Um, in most cases, they don't. No. Now, I do also know that obviously um, someone, I think it was also a dentist who once told me that um, obviously the pain levels differ. No, it was a pediatrician who told me that pain levels differ and um, itchiness is actually the first level of pain. And obviously small babies don't have a threshold for pain. And this itchiness can cause a little bit of pain for them. And that sometimes has a new reaction where they might have a bit of a fever because it's their body's natural way to respond to this first level of itchiness pain. So it's not super painful. It's just like itchiness painful, but it's not super painful. But it's interesting. I hope we're enlightening parents a little bit here today. I mean, I'm definitely learning a lot. So now we know that, okay, the, the milk teeth, it does have a purpose. It's not there for just so that your kid doesn't look like a, like a gummy bear for the rest of their lives. How can we protect the baby teeth specifically? Because for me, it's difficult to a baby's teeth to brush it. Or how do we take care of the baby teeth for small children? Look, looking after teeth is a is a a, a multifactorial um, exercise, if I can put it like that. Um, it's got to do with diet and and not making poor choices when it comes to diet, um, and also cleaning it. So when you have a small baby and your baby's going to be um, having a, a pacifier dipped in honey all day, obviously there's going to be more sugar substrate and more plaque buildup, etc. So make you know make better choices um, in terms of oral health. When they are young, sometimes, especially when only the front teeth have erupted, sometimes it's not ideal to brush because you can actually hurt the gum. So we usually advise parents to take one of those soft face cloths or one of the mouth wipes that you can use, not face, you know, not face wipe, but yes. mouth wipes. Just, just wipe the plaque off. Just do some form of a, of a, a mechanical cleaning. And then, like I said, good choices. The biggest issue in cavities in children is what we call baby bottle caries or early childhood caries. Ooh. And that is very much related to a baby sleeping with a bottle in the mouth. Uh, if that bottle only contains water, you won't have a big problem, but mostly it's milk. When people tell me milk's not sugar, but yes, milk does contain sugar. That's We need that to survive. And and a, a baby that's it's, – it's not so much the amount of sugar, but the amount of time of exposure. So if you are lying with a bottle in your mouth the whole night, that sugary compound, that milk, is pooling around the tooth the whole evening, and that will eventually lead to decay. That's very interesting. And also adding again to a sleep consultant's perspective, because there is a point where we even say that your child shouldn't be drinking any milk at night anymore. And this is also another reason why you shouldn't be doing it, because it can also lead to tooth decay. How bad is the tooth decay with children and toddlers, maybe even more so, because obviously they have more teeth. Um, how bad can it be? Do they, what happens if your child has this horrible teeth now that has been rotting or whatever because you've made the choices? What do you do as a dentist? Look, traditionally, um, it's very, it's very difficult to restore the front teeth in children. It's a difficult, difficult restoration to do. Um, a lot of dentists would rather extract those teeth. I myself am very, very opposed to extraction, um, 
if, if, if there's anything else that I can do. So for me, an extraction would be the last resort. And I have techniques and, and newer ways of, of restoring, of restoring the front teeth with little, little caps that we use, et cetera. So there's a lot more, um, that we can work with today than there was, say, 10 or 15 years ago. There's a lot more that we can do. So if you are seeing little marks on your kid's teeth or little, it's, it's good to go and see your dentist and, and get an opinion. Um, and, and there are things that can be done. If the decay isn't too severe, um, it can be treated quite easily. But what are some of the, because you mentioned now foods that we should avoid, what are, I mean, it springs to mind sugar, but I don't feel most kids or babies, I don't feel are, I mean, I'm saying most, not all, but most babies are not exposed to actual refined sugar. You're not going to give a small baby a lollipop, for instance. What are some of the common foods as well that we should be avoiding? Yeah, so, so in babies, it's mostly, it's mostly the exposure to a bottle at night. Okay. 99% of cavities is going to be the extensive use of a bottle. During it's the night. crazy. You can't believe that it's not something that I particularly thought of, to be honest. <laughs> Most people don't. So I do see the odd parent that would put, um, um, rooibos tea in a bottle with a little bit of honey because everybody thinks honey is good for you because honey is natural. Yeah. But honey, honey is sugar. It is yeah. better than than, than probably just watch Hewlett's white sugar because it has got some other properties and antibacterial properties and all of that, but it is still sugar. Yeah. So a bottle, so we see that often. People say, but it's not rooibos tea or, you know, but it's, it's just milk. There mm. is sugar. So in babies, it's mostly that and lack of cleaning. Yeah. So in a baby with, with how to clean, like I said, even if you just wipe, you don't have to use a toothpaste. It's not important. Um, but as they get older, and I usually say between a year and 18 months, you need to start moving over towards a toothpaste that's got a little bit of fluoride in it. And look, we can get into a long conversation about fluoride here. Um, but I am a fan of topical fluoride. So fluoride in a toothpaste. Uh, a little bit in the beginning, more as we get older, um, not fluoride tablets. Um, you know, it's not a bad thing necessarily, but it's it's lost a bit of popularity because of a, a myriad of other reasons. But topical fluoride in small doses is not gonna it's not gonna cause harm. It's actually just gonna help. And then as we get older and they have their molars, you can start using a soft brush um, and just a soft kitty sized brush with a small head and start brushing those teeth. Um, and then Wait. then the food choices become more important because as they go to, to nursery schools and kiddie parties and schools and snoopies and all of that, obviously <laughs> sugar, becomes, sugar becomes more of an issue as they get older. For sure. Um, if you've just joined us, you're on 101.9 High FM. I am Yuladi Becker and I'm speaking to dentist Dr. Eli Paulson about teeth and taking care of your child's and your baby's teeth for that matter. You've now mentioned about taking care of the baby's teeth and how to take care of it and wash it and then introducing a toothbrush. But when can you start letting them brush it by themselves? <laughs> a lot of people ask me this. There's an old saying that when they can buy their own shoelaces, they can brush their own teeth. Uh, maybe not exactly that, but it's got to do with dexterity and ability. Yes. A three-year-old child does not have the next necessary dexterity to be able to brush their teeth properly. So what I tell people, and a lot of people tell me, yes, but my kids will, they want to brush their own teeth. This is, so what I always say is allow them to brush their own teeth. 
But yes. then you do a over after that. Ah. So when that, um, especially in the evenings, make sure that's after a whole day of everything. Make sure that you brush properly there. If in the mornings it's a bit, bit rushed in your house and you don't have time to do a proper brush, give them the toothbrush, let them brush a little bit, do a quick once over and you should be fine. Um, and then as they get older, start you backing away a little bit and letting them take a little bit more responsibility. By the time they're in a grade three, grade two, grade three, grade four, depending on each child, um, they should be able to take care of their teeth more, more on their own. But mm. even then, now, still put on a timer every now and then or buy a plug, disclose, uh, plug disclosing little tablet every now and then just to make sure that they are doing it properly. Um, even if it's only once or twice a week, but do, you always need to keep an eye on it. Um, I have to say that even with my 11 year old son, my daughter is like a little bit OCD when it comes to dental healthcare. Luckily, maybe she'll become <laughs> a dentist one day. Um, <laughs> but my son is like, oh my word, he is the lazy. I feel he's always just brushing at the bottom in one place. So I every now and then have to like just check and say, and he doesn't, I don't even have to say anything anymore. I just have to look. And then he's like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I have to brush this up. But we've got um, electric toothbrushes for my children, and it actually has a timer of two minutes, so they know they have to. And my daughter, once again, because they brush their teeth normally at the same time, she checks that her brother is doing it for two minutes. <laughs> so Exactly my point. So they might have the dexterity, but, you know, teenagers and pre-teenagers, they don't realize the importance of it. And that's why you need to keep an eye on. So they can do it physically, but, but, you know, emotionally, maybe not quite, you know, mature no. enough to realize the importance of this. <laughs> so <laughs> now we know that how, when we should do everything before taking care of it. But when should we start taking our kids? Like I said, I started relatively early, but when is the ideal time to start taking your child to the dentist? Amazingly enough, and this is going to make you uh, go, okay, <laughs> according to the um, American Association of Pediatric Dentistry, they, they've written a whole protocol that we tend to follow. Um, and they say when the first tooth appears in the mouth or when your child is one. Ah. Um, so, so officially, that is what I have to say. Yeah. Um, however, I tell my patients, look, not everybody, you know, there isn't much that we're going to do, but it is a good time that we can talk about cleaning. And it's not necessarily that I'm looking at your teeth. We're having this conversation that we're having right now. Um, but I, I say, you know, if there's no problems and you don't have issues, when they too would be a good age to come. Because yeah. when they come regularly, introduced into the, they get used to it. Like you said about your own children, they weren't frightened. They don't know to be frightened. Um, they come regularly. We give them a little toy or a balloon. We make a big deal out of them. Um, we play. And yeah. usually if isn't any problems, it's really bad to go to the dentist for the first time when your tooth, your child has toothache or a chaiki or a cavity yes. or something. Because then you have to do something and the child isn't used to going. So going before there's a problem just for a checkup always helps us as dentists and your child, um, you know, have a bit of an introduction first. And then by the time there's a little problem, if ever, you know, you can you can manage it quite easily. Yeah. And you, you don't want their first experience to be, oh, now we have to put an injection in your mouth and numb your mouth so that we can take care of it. You would rather want them to first have a pleasant experience. <laughs> but, but, and usually if they come early and there isn't a problem, I can sometimes identify a potential problem and get rid of it and 
not have a problem later on. Mm. So it's important, it's important to go regularly and it's important to go from a young age. No, no, and, I, and my kids really, they do, they love, just yesterday my daughter was asking me, it's like, because she has this chart that the dentist gave her that she has to put stickers on it and she knows if it, all the stickers are in, then she's going to get a toy at the dentist. And so she's very, she's actually asked me, when are we going to the dentist? So everyone out there, there's lots of really great dentists out there, including Hilo Paulson, um, who can help your kids and make it a really nice experience for your child at the dentist. So apparently we have to start doing it from when they're babies. But anyway, so what can, because you've mentioned now when you come for the first visit, it's more talking about the teeth and everything, but what can a parent and a child expect when they come to you, for instance, for their first visit? You know, I said there's balloons and whatever, but do you actually look at the teeth as well? (laughs) So normally, normally, at my own practice, I have a nice big play area for the kids. So they come and they sit and they play and they're relaxed. Um, and we go out into the play area and I introduce myself. You know, I get down on my hands and knees almost at their level and chat with them. And um, and then we usually take them through. And I have to tell you, if I can get them to sit in the chair and open the mouth and say, oh, and I have a look, great. If I have to sit on the floor next to them with a poor patrol, patrol doggy in my hand or whatever, we do that as well. Um, so we try and make it comfortable and easy, and I try and make them as comfortable as possible. And we have little toys and little books and stories and everything to distract them with. But, yes, the idea is to get them used to it, to try and get them into the chair, to introduce them to the little hand mirror and a few of my instruments, quickly have a look at the teeth and, and you know, obviously do a little bit of a checkup if, 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 if possible. And most of the time we do. And then have a little conversation with mom um, about what to expect and what's going on here and, you know, how to brush and how to clean and what to do and what not to do. So, so it's a, it's an introductory visit, but we do, we do in, in most cases get a proper checkup done. And, and sometimes if they're very comfortable, we'll take a little toothbrush or a little, you know, polishing paste and polish the teeth a little bit just so they have something in them. So I always try to do a little something, um, even if it's not necessary that the teeth are dirty or that they need a cleaning, just so the child experiences something in the mouth. Yeah. And then the next it's, it's one step up from that. So, yeah. so yeah. It is a process. That's nice. And I mean, that's really my own personal experience as well with my children that it was like, I remember there was this, this, uh, this blowing thing and the sucking thing and uh, the watery thing and whatever. I don't know what they're called. It's called a watery thing. It's called a blowy thing. <laughs> and the kids, uh, what do you call it? They really had a pleasure that was fun for them. And in the end, I think that my dentist actually got to do quite a lot because they were so comfortable and it was so fun and whatever. So you guys are really, see, dentists or people should like you guys a lot more. It is really a, a fun experience for all children. But we've now spoken about the dentist appointments, the brushing. When, when should the kids start flossing? Because I don't so even I floss did. a lot. <laughs> So ideally, you should all be flossing every day. You know, in the ideal world, that is what we look with children. Um, flossing is more important than we think. Ninety percent of cavities that I see in in baby teeth is between the baby molars, um, and that is purely because we're not cleaning in there. Some children have spacing between those molars at the back where there's a little gap between those teeth. And generally, you will see less cavities in those kids. They're a little bit lucky. It's a little bit lucky. No. Um, 
Um, so, so I mean, with anything, with any dentistry, there's a, there's a big genetic predisposition. Some people get cavities easier than others. Mm. Now, this is one of the genetic um, lucky draws that you might yeah. have had, um, where you don't need to floss if, you know, the floss just flips around in yeah. there and there is not floss. But, yes, ideally, ideally, like I said, in the ideal world, we'd like to floss every day. But I try and tell people when those molars are in, when the kids are three or four years old, maybe try and floss once or twice a week. Sometimes, you know, you can go to Diskim and buy those little animal sticks. Yes. Stuff you put your hands in there and teach the kids to do it and, and, and create an awareness. Make a game out of it. Take a song off the Internet. Create an awareness of oral health and, and try and make it fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say That's- floss. That's overall the impression that I'm getting is that we should be making it more fun. I like that. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. So if you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 High FM. I am Yolandi Becker and I am speaking to dentist Hilay Paulson about oral hygiene and taking care of your child's teeth. Um, we're, we're soon running out of time. Can you believe it? We have to start wrapping up and talking. And I think I could talk about it. It's funny. It's just teeth. And I think I could talk about it quite a lot. I'm sure you're on the same page. So we've spoken mm-hmm. about lots about the milk teeth now because it is, like you mentioned, very important for speech. Um, but now when do the permanent teeth start coming out? <laughs> like with the baby teeth, there is a big range of variation. But you, the age is about six, six to six and a half. Your baby's, uh, well, your child, not your baby anymore. We're talking about children now. Your children's, and usually, once again, it's the bottom front teeth. However, it can be the top front teeth. It can be, you know, uh, there's always variation to normal. Some kids will lose their teeth as early as four and a half or five. We do see that. Um, and some kids can lose their teeth, their first teeth, as late as eight. But usually, it's, it's around about six years of age. Okay. No, and, and for me, it's funny how the memory also works because I remember like I was obsessed with getting my teeth out and wanting it to get out because the tooth fairy was going to come and bring me money for it. So I was very obsessed and I never realized now with my children, I realized how long it takes because they start at six and my 11 year old still has teeth, permanent teeth coming out. I never realized how long it takes. <laughs> yes, I was I was about to get to that exactly. Um, some people don't realize. They think at six all the teeth go and it's done. It's not. So you would normally expect your front eight teeth, so your incisors, your four top and four bottom incisors, yes. they would usually go around about the same time. And that usually takes about a year, sometimes less, sometimes a little bit more depending, but usually between five and eight or nine you will lose your front eight teeth. Yeah. Then for a year or a year and a half, nothing really happens. And then between ages nine, nine and a half, ten, sometimes eleven and twelve, you will lose the back teeth. Yeah. And that is another twelve teeth. So kids lose twenty teeth in total. No, yeah. that's a lot. People don't always realize that. So what happens when you lose your front teeth when you're six, you also get what we call the six-year-old molar, 
which is a permanent molar, which comes out behind your last baby tooth. For that tooth to come out, nothing falls out. So no tooth exfoliates. It just comes out behind. And sometimes people are confused whether that is a baby tooth or a permanent tooth. That is your first permanent molar, and that will be in your mouth for the rest of your life. So look after it because you get it at six already. Um <laughs> And then usually by the time we are 12, sometimes 13, you would have a full complement of, of, um, adult teeth. Besides obviously your, your wisdom teeth, which come down much later, if ever. Yeah. So now once also out of my experience now again is that obviously the, the ball game changes a little bit when the permanent teeth comes out and you, you are now obviously already for a while going to the dentist. Um, what are some of the things that a parent or maybe even a dentist rather is looking at when the permanent teeth are coming out? And when should you be worried or concerned or, I mean, you should be going for regular dentist checkups. We know that twice a year. <laughs> so what is something you'll look for when the permanent teeth comes out? And look, look, there's a lot of things to look for. So firstly, um, we see it more commonly nowadays as well is, Poor mineralization of those teeth. So you look at the health and we get a condition where, and don't get a fright, but it is something to deal with. If those permanent molars or incisors come out with spots, brown spots, white spots, it's very common nowadays and that needs to be treated or managed quite early. Then if that's not a problem, we also look at the risk that that tooth is going to have for decay going forward. So we're looking at the grooves inside your tooth at the top whether they are deep or not, and that is where something like a fissure sealant or sealing of the teeth come in. We seal the molars, we seal those grooves to prevent cavities. They started with this quite commonly about 30 years ago, and we have seen in what we call occlusal caries or cavities on top of the teeth, we've seen a reduction of between 70 and 80%. Oh, wow. The last- so it is massive. It's a yeah. one thing to do if necessary, obviously don't do it if it's not necessary, but it is important. And then thirdly, we're going to look at your, your relationships between your teeth. We're going to look at, you know, do you need orthodontic treatment? What is, no. what is your bite? Are you biting in the right fashion? Are you, is there enough space um, for all your teeth? You know, completely, there's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation on its own, but yes. it's just an orthodontic consultation becomes yeah. part of that. So yeah. that we can refer or treat, either refer to a specialist orthodontist or treat um, any, any, um, malalignments or, or space. And I mean, that was also something that I learned from my dentist now because, you know, when my kids' teeth, when the baby teeth come out, obviously they're a lot smaller than the permanent teeth. And then I, when my children's teeth started coming out, the baby teeth, then I was always like, Oh my word, they didn't get my perfect teeth. They got my husband's teeth and there's so much space between their teeth. And I didn't realize, obviously, that eventually the permanent teeth came out, come out. And like we mentioned, it takes a while for all of them to come out. And that's also a process of how they come out and how they space each other, push each other. And, 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 and I mean, that for me is fascinating, just how the teeth, and it's also really fascinating to see how they look when, when you take an x-ray of all the baby teeth and all the teeth or, or all the baby teeth and then the, Teeth still in the cavities. It's really you're know, crazy. Well, the pan, X- the pan X-ray is quite a scary X-ray with all those rows of teeth. It looks like shark teeth sitting there yes. waiting to come out. 
it is quite amazing. But yes, people also don't always realize your teeth are not static in the bone. Mm. It's in a, in a socket in the bone, but it's surrounded by a ligament. So when your teeth erupt for the first time, when you are six or seven or eight years old, you are in the ugly duckling phase. It's just <laughs> teeth and knees. That's all you see. Big long bones and big knees and teeth. And as the teeth will erupt in a way in which they can make it through the bone. But with time in the, with the forces between the lip and the tongue, those teeth will move into a position and the eruption of the other teeth. It will move into a position where the teeth sort of straighten out by themselves, providing you've got enough space and, you know, there's no musculature things and things like that. Obviously orthodontics is necessarily where space is a problem or the muscles are not doing what they're supposed to do or whatever. But in, in, in many people, you will get, you will get the teeth align, align, um, naturally to some extent. Elay, it's been such a wonderful topic to talk about. I wish we had more time to talk about, but I hope that everyone realized that throughout your child's lifespan, go to the dentist. You should be going for checkups and you should be taking your child for checkups for the reason is that in, when it comes to your teeth, prevention is most definitely better than cure. And if you get to certain things, the only person who's really going to know if there is things that need to happen, like braces or whatever, is a dentist. And if you get to these things earlier, they don't have to be teenagers with braces. They can have at the ugly duckling phase or whatever their braces and deal with it then. And it's more comfortable for them in the long run. Thank you, Hilay, for joining me. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Hilay. It was lovely chatting with you. This is Bump and Beyond with Yulandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 High FM, but you've unfortunately missed our show that we had today with Bump and Beyond and me, Yulandi Becker. It's been wonderful. And we spoke about teething and taking care of your children's teeth. If you've missed it, don't worry. It will be available as a podcast on our website, www.highfm.com. And you can go listen to this podcast, some of our other podcasts, because we cover lots of different topics. And of course, lots of the other shows as well on HiFM that you can go listen to. There's wonderful content available that can keep you busy and keep you informed of what's happening. It has been great talking to you about teething and taking care of your child's teeth. I want to know what you want to talk about. So please do send us an email at bumpandbeyond uh, at com, as we would love to know what topics you want us to cover in this new year. But there's lots of things still coming up that we will be talking about. Next week, we will be talking about development and what is normal development and self-regulating with your child. So please join us at 11 the same time as today on a Wednesday as we talk about this. Watching teething babies is like watching over a thermonuclear reactor. It is best done in shift by well-rested people. I hope you had fun today with me. None of us know the best combination of things to do for our children for them to become great. More often than not as parents, we just close our eyes and hope for the best. Some might call this faith. Thank you for joining me today. 
See you next time. Enjoy your day.